What is up, Earl? What is up, Calvin? Episode oh, cool. seven. Sounds a lot better now. Yes. Yeah. Episode seven. Yeah, we're actually Episode recording seven. this remotely right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm calling in Earl from uh, his house, and you know, it's just another Thursday night, and I have work in the morning, so we just kind of worked our own stuff. Yeah. I hope we're doing our own but, uh, thing. Uh, I've been holed up in the editing cave, but you know, it's all good. But yeah, and um, you're back in Cambodia now. Yeah, I'm I'm back. I've been back for about a month now. Um, slowly, still adjusting sort of to the jet lag, but I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a busy few weeks after I got back, and you know, I'm just ready to hit the ground running. Um, yeah. So we actually have a new playlist out, guys. Um, the we're gonna link a segment um, with the Spotify link, so you can follow that. Um, and, and we've we also, also backed have, up. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we've also backed up um, all the previous playlists that we've curated. If you guys have missed any weeks, or if you guys really liked an ep- episode or playlist, then you can revisit it and play it again. And it's all there with the cover art and everything. Mm-hmm. It's looking really nice. Uh, just, it's really crazy to see um, the layout of the cover art um, the way it is. Um, and to, to know that we've been at this for like a few months now and it's been like really, really great. So, um, to all of our followers, we, again, like we thank you guys so much for, um, just tuning in and vibing with us and yeah. Yeah, Joining in our conversations and Mm -hmm. hopefully you find some of the things that we talk about valuable and maybe it'll help you along your way. And, uh, we always want you guys to, you know, give us feedback. So send us messages if you feel compelled to, and we would love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy this music. Enjoy the music, guys. This episode is on our back-to-back playlist, which is fabulous. The previous week's uh, playlist, but it was great, and uh, yeah, it was really good it was time really, putting it really together. Fun time. And I think really enjoy- yeah. All right, guys, enjoy. We're, we're uh, get us. Yeah, do remote work. Like, I've been looking into it for such a long time. It started when, like, I listened to a Nick Ockin podcast. He interviewed a he guy. He has called... some great podcasts. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And, like, yeah. ever since then, like, I've been in search of, like, a job that offers the, possibility. the possibilities of remote work. I've been looking at co-working spaces and like looking into com- companies I mean, that hire in. That's the whole after yeah. hours thing, right? Ev- but like eventually, that that's the perk of being a creative and like a photographer, you know, because we can create content anywhere, and I don't know, we, we yeah we can take our skills around. Imagine the world. if I shot a story out there. I mean, what I did shoot was a story. Well, do you know something interesting? A photographer that. I assisted recently, oh, a long time, a while back. Um, he told me one of the things that got him to California was he used to be really into like Huff and like all those um, like skate and yeah. surf brands. Oh, right, right. And he would like study them like crazy the brand. And, and shoot in their style and in their vision. And he would create mock campaigns, editorial brochures, mock stuff, mock and stuff, shoot it. And, and send it out to multiple people saying like saying like hey hey like here's an idea like why don't I could do this for you what do you yeah what, do, what you do you think of this project like what do you think of this and then that's how we kind of started as a photographer 
and he and he still does that now. Yeah. Like he just he he takes friends on trips pretty much, mm-hmm. and like shoots content along the way for different companies and brands. Isn't like he dro- he like he did a trip on a motorcycle across the U.S. and he shot for like like a, a water bottle company, uh-huh. you know, like a, the bike company, like all, all the stuff along the way. And, and like, then and that, that plus paid for all the, trip. the travel yeah, stuff. All the travel stuff, yeah. All, was the, all, paid all for. the fun the bike personal was paid stuff. For. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I think you're on something. I don't know, I feel like the world is like shifting right now. You know, like from like what used people used to like hide all the secrets, all hide the their industry, process. all hide the process and like to be like a very like secretive, secretive thing. thing. Like, these are these are my secrets. Only small group of people would know, and like, yeah, yeah people this, wouldn't want to share. How I, this is how I print but my shit. I feel shit. like with the way the world's going, the way to do it is to be completely transparent about your process and what you do, and, and share that. Share that, and allow people to like really like to learn from learn you. from you and like gain value from you because that's the only way they'll actually like want to pay attention if like they get something out of it. You that's know, true. so you have to provide that's for people. True. You have to be selfless because like. There's all the shit that you know and things from your experience that people, like, if they found out, I mean, see, like, the would change is, their yeah. perspective or, like, they would inspire them, you know? The thing is, I look at it about this way. I've been shooting for eight years now. There's the eight years of my experience. If I can give that to a person in ten minutes, I've made them so much better. Yeah. It's the same thing with DJing. It's the same thing with music. It's the same thing with... Any, any kind of creative thing that you learn if we put in the time all these years if we can mentor a young person or whoever's trying to come up and trying to learn our stuff like it'll make them that much better it'll push the culture even further. and, and, and more, even more than that like I, something I always found is like when you teach someone something it really shows that you know what you're talking about you're talking when you're able to simplify it and dumb down like seven years of knowledge into like something simple for someone to understand that's when you really master something you know and you can explain it like without having to like go for like go through like all these complicated different we 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 did the trial and error for them we had to figure it out and like kind of stumble and fall and like now we can kind of give people we can give that knowledge to certain sets of people yeah and share it You're so, always like what? I was always like, like a cat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like cats. I, I had a cat. You had dude. a cat. Yeah. And dude, your cat was fucking badass. Yeah, he was. Dude, tell me the story about that, actually. So, yeah. so the story is uh, okay. So, little backstory on my cat. Uh, we found him. Uh, he was he was this gray uh, cat. He was wild. We we found him. We adopted him, and we literally raised him into like an adult cat. And this guy had like babies with like mother cat, like he had like girlfriends and stuff like that. Like he had kids, you know. Like this was our cat. Yeah, your cat had baby mamas. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I think two baby mamas, and we had like just a bunch of kittens around our house, and that was like <clears throat> my cat's children. Yeah, and your the cat that ended up being yours was like a street cat, huh? Yeah, he was but a street he, cat. he chose to like just he would always <coughs> he would always come back to our house no matter what we would let him go around the block and he would just do his thing sometimes we would we would hear him at night getting into fights with other male cats 
Like he was just that badass. Yeah. Like he fought all the time. But he came home. He came home. We gave him food. We cared for him. He he would go into our house whenever it would rain, like really hard, or mm-hmm. if there was hail, he would be at our doorstep and be like, "Oh look, he's here." We let him in. Yeah. And he he becomes our pet. But as soon as the rain stops and weather's good, we let him out, and he he's off on his own. He's off on his own, living his life. Like one time we found him. Unfortunately, he died. But the crazy thing was, dude, his death story. His death story was one of the craziest because even my mom says like, "Wow, like this cat really did like care for us and really knew us as a family," because he actually got his uh, stomach slit open by a raccoon. He he threw down with a raccoon in combat. In combat, and he died in our front, like in front of our house. Oh my god! Like he like worked his way back to wherever he like, was in the neighborhood. Like his last dying moments were to crawl back to you just so he could die. Like and like just so we can see him. See like him. hey, like I died here. Like but I died here. You know. Yeah. Like he didn't go missing or anything. It's crazy that his instinct told him to go to you. Yeah. And not like oh I'm a stray cat I'm just gonna die because I don't have family. Like no he actually knew that we were family and that that the area that he was in was home. And he came back. He came home. What's his name? Um, he went by the name. <laughs> this is actually a dad. My dad made this name up. He goes by the name Pushao. Pushao. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. And that's the story of Pushao. That's the story of Pushao. Ask my brother. Ask my dad. It's all true. Yeah. So where'd you used to live? So um, I. Well, me and my brother, we grew up in LA. Uh, right by Dodger Stadium, um, but in two thousand, so we we, I grew up there for the first fourteen years of my life, and in two thousand four, uh, like my freshman year of high school, yeah. I, uh, me and my family we relocated to uh, the city of Norwalk, which is uh, in the same vicinity. It's still the five six two area in Cal in Southern California, mm-hmm. um, but between like um, the areas of Artesia. Bellflower, Cerritos, like that area, uh, no, like Norwalk was uh, the northernmost city. Oh. And um, uh, this is where all the like, this was considered like the ghetto of like the 562, mm. like, of, of this area. So if Cerritos was all like, you know, like Korean people, Indian people, like, you know, like pe- like, like white, like Caucasian, yeah. like if it was like well off, yeah. middle, eight, middle you, class, you know, like Artesia was like yeah. the middle point. Yeah. Norwalk was considered like ghetto. Like, yeah. This is where all the the, the Hispanics live, the, like the black community, mm-hmm. and us, like the Filipinos. So um, you know, it was uh, it was crazy. We we actually we didn't know this at the time that we moved, mm-hmm. but um, we actually I actually uh, was living across the street from this like drug dealer, like this drug kingpin, like ga- like gang leader type of thing. Dang. Yeah, we didn't know. You know, what I mean, we. How we did ne- you find out? We never had any trouble yeah. with them. Like they never, they never like was like fucking around, yeah. like you know, with us and like they were never really causing like yeah, they're just low bad key. stuff. They were just low key, but you knew that they were they were people. Yeah, like you knew that they were somewhat important. Yeah, you know, yeah, they gave us that vibe. Kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and like like you know, I I would come home like late, you know, from practice. Like at 3 a.m. and these yeah. guys would like there would always be three dudes posted up at, at the, at the <laughs> oh, awake, shit. awake talking, drinking beers, you know, like just it was some straight 
like gangster shit. Holy shit! Yeah, and, and I lived <laughs> right, right next across door, the, right, the, right across. across the obviously, you're just facing them. Like, like. It, it wasn't like okay, you step out of your house and it's yeah. like the house that's on the far corner yeah. or whatever. Like no, you, these guys were like see directly across <laughs> from me. So um, yeah, I, I you know I didn't know like I I grew up in the hood. You know, like I was used to this kind of thing. I was mm-hmm. used to just minding your own business and kind of keeping to yourself keeping to yourself you know that's how people were yeah. like in LA yeah. and you know that that's just how we were so we, we weren't at all particularly scared you know some people might be terrified yeah. but um, there was this one time uh, where they actually evacuated uh, my whole entire street like they they evacuated people and they the police blocked off certain streets um, and wouldn't let the residents in those streets go home oh shit so there was this one night yeah they did that and uh, there was this big police yeah this big police operation they had like the SWAT like there was multiple SWAT vehicles oh my god in your neighborhood real shit in my neighborhood Um, and like they were uh, so right behind my house uh, was this park it was called uh, Vista Verde Park Vista Verde yeah city of Norwalk like on some ghetto shit dude this is crazy I used to hang out there when I was like 14 15 years old okay um and uh they had posted up the SWAT uh cars and the different police cars in in that park and it was like their base of operations yeah and um me my mom and Irvin uh we were actually out um I think we went to like church that night um but we ended up not going not being able to go like back into our neighborhood but my dad was in the house oh shoot so, so he was there so, the whole so time so what did they do yeah so what did they do they uh my dad told me this they evacuated him like they put him they put him they, well the police knocked on my dad's door on, on our door yeah and said like hey sir uh, we're actually conducting a police operation here uh you'll need to like vacate your home yeah so they legit like got him behind shields oh my god and like escorted him <laughs> to the back to the park to like where Safety, the safe yeah. zone to the safe zone was and then that's where we picked him up so we were hanging out at my cousin's house till like three or four in the morning oh shoot so you... yeah like in artesia oh dang my, my so co- you're in my cousin yeah, justin yeah. lived in, in the city of artesia yeah. we actually posted up at their house like thankfully they had know like yeah. they had a big a bigger house yeah it's like no problem you yeah can sleep there yeah so like i had school that, that morning too and in <laughs> la oh my gosh you need to go back to la to yeah that. <laughs> so i i that night i didn't get much sleep yeah you know, this, this is me as a high school yeah like 14 years old yeah. going through some stressful ass shit <laughs> some real life <laughs> some shit real life shit man like where like hood shit some hood shit dude, <laughs> where my dad got escorted by the swat behind shields how crazy is that Crime scene, crime scene, like yellow police tape, and I, I remember seeing those windows. They were shot out. They were shot the fuck out. The curtains were like in the wind. Oh my like, gosh! On it? some hood shit, dude. They 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 it broke. Taped it. They broke into this fool's house. Oh my and, gosh! Like, and what made it crazy was that, like, well, I didn't know. See, this was the thing. Like, yeah. I just had a. Like, I knew that they were, like, gang members and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and possibly, like, drug dealers, but, like, there was no drug dealing happening in, your n- neighborhood. in that neighborhood. Like, it wasn't, like, a trap house. Yeah. It wasn't, like, like ghetto-ass, you know, drug addicts or, you know, whatever, like, bad people were yeah. in the neighborhood, and they were, like, pulling up to the window and, like, yeah. buying the drugs. It wasn't like that. Yeah. But like, they just lived there. They just lived there. 
quiet, a quiet life in like the suburbs of yeah. Norwalk. You know, like it was a uh, the people around that area were you know my mom and dad's age. You know, fifty, sixty years old. You yeah. know, kind of old and retired, and you know, like they were from the work they yeah. were from the workforce in the 60s and 70s and they're yeah. they're kind of coasting through yeah. life now you know yeah unsuspecting so unsuspecting yeah, yeah it was chill like norwalk was ghetto but it wasn't like people were getting shot up yeah. there you know like it was just yeah i mean at least the the, the streets and area that i lived in yeah you know um but you know like they they were pe- they were important people apparently yeah and um like those windows were shot out and they, they actually needed to break down this like the door was gone like the front Fuck. door <laughs> like they they busted, busted that, they busted that shit down and like yeah 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 i, I mean I, I don't know what happened of what what happened of that house whatever like you know we at the time you know me and my family we just kind of kept to ourselves because we didn't want to get involved yeah with with getting like in the know like oh yeah. who, who was yeah, that? yeah 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 like we, ne- we never really poked our noses at yeah. people's like that. But yeah, it's crazy. How do you think that affected you? Um, I think it definitely made me. I mean, when you grow up in the in the hood, yeah, like you just have a natural kind of intuition. Mm. I think of people, like you can read people, and like street smarts, right? Street being smarts, able to read, being, being weary, yeah, yeah. like being weary of like body language and yeah. tone like mm-hmm. I feel like um, you know when you you know when you talk to people that grow up from rough areas yeah. like when I went to New York yeah. you know I met some people from the Bronx and I met some people from like Queens and Brooklyn you know like uh, like all over yeah. and like you know when when, when you when, when, I, when I'm on the subway and you see like certain people that you know they they're from the Bronx you know yeah. like they're, they're talking a certain way they're, yeah, they're yeah. dressed a certain yeah. way they're there's rolling, a nuances they're, they're rolling around different. with the same people yeah. and and like I think you know the thing that taught me about like I don't know just being a human humans mm. are humans are naturally tribal mm. yeah. tribal people uh, no matter what it is they like to find packs and like, packs yeah yeah like because we're humans and we and we need that we need social, like we need communication, yeah, and yeah. you know, like we need to yeah. be able to communicate yeah. with other mm-hmm. humans. We're naturally tribal creatures, yeah. tribal animals. Like if you think about it, everyone's banding together. Yeah. You know, like small, small yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, like like uh, Ansel Adams and his uh, band of photographers. Yeah, band of photographers. Yeah. They call themselves F F. You know, thirty two. Yeah, yeah, thirty two. Yeah, the group, whatever. Yeah. You know, um, you got like. I mean, shit like after hours. Yeah, you know? like we're starting. The, we're yeah. starting the collective. We're like, starting the tribe. Selection. That's like a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like people, people, like humans are naturally tribal, and when we like, when we when we sense, you know, minds and 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 you know minds that think alike and people that are like just generally yeah. the same. People kind of gravitate towards each other. Gravitate yeah. towards each other. You know, and I think that's what's happening. Like, it's always happening. It's always been yeah. happening. So whatever you, whatever energy you put out there, it's gonna bring that kind of. Somehow you're just drawn to it, you know. I mean, and life just kind of connect, living, connects. Living in the hood, I think you know it's taught me that physical kind of. You have to be like aware, you know. There was a certain level of awareness that I always 
had on mm-hmm. when I was like in my neighborhood growing up yeah. or you know like you know, just for your own safety yeah just for our own safety you know like and I told Irvin that too I told my brother that like hey you know when you, when you go to Irving like when, when when he went to Irving Middle School for one year or like was it a semester yeah. it was like a, a ghetto middle school you know like in, in LA and there's certain things that happen you know like that's when you start getting you know exposed to like gangs gangs yeah and like you know just other people yeah. you know bad influences bad influences that could potentially like take your life elsewhere you know yeah. so I, I was told Irvin I was like hey and this is like I didn't have an older brother to tell me these things yeah I had to experience all of this shit on my own dang so he had to learn from your like, he learned from me your you know experience. what I mean Dude, that was like, kind of like me and my sister too actually but I didn't grow up like in the hood or anything but like all the mistakes I made right like my sister just learned from them and she didn't have to go through like all like a lot of shit all, a lot of right? shit yeah yeah cause she just watched and she's like oh I'm not doing that I'm not doing that <laughs> or, or Calvin told me not to do that yep. right like it was the same thing man like and and like I'm I'm blessed and like thankful that I I had such a strong like head mm-hmm. that I was able to kind of block out those like bad influences yeah. you know and just kind of take in like you know I, I knew what was right and what yeah. was wrong that that was the thing I knew what was right you had and a good moral wrong. compass yeah a more a good moral compass when I was young and I think like that's what that guarded you protected that's what you. guarded me that's what protected me but yeah. but also being open minded to yeah. experiencing these things like not everybody lives it's hard same. actually to yeah. be like that not everyone lives the same way that you live mm-hmm. you know like someone's situation could be called totally different like maybe what like maybe these kids are acting this these certain way or maybe they're in this gang because maybe they don't have a lot of love at home yeah. maybe they don't have a dad so you thought a lot about the other person and yeah. like their experience yeah. and, and that's why i wasn't yeah. quick to judge yeah. these people you know like 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 I, I grew up with a lot of hispanics i grew up a lot of, with a lot of hispanics yeah. actually you know that were less fortunate than i was you know like they were like you know lower in the in the social economic like ladder yeah. you know what i mean but i i didn't look down on them yeah you know like they, they might have tried to fuck with me yeah. and like you know because i was the nerdy asian yeah. th- like dark filipino dude yeah. you know short dark filipino kid that everybody wanted to mess with but i think with me like i was able to make friends with everybody though. yeah you know like i had my smart friends like my smart asian cool friends you know yeah. I, I had that group that i hung out with but i also knew like the gangsters Dude. and like the ghetto people yeah. and like i was cool with them you yeah know? that's crazy yeah they, that's they were like hey yeah. you know but by the yeah. end by yeah. the end of the school year it was like hey nobody fuck with earl dude like if you fuck with earl you're gonna fuck with us yeah. you know oh, what i mean dude, like that's how, it yeah. was like that yeah. like where i had like yeah they're back i had they had, they had my your, back they, had, your back, they yeah. had my back but i wasn't like yeah. you know i didn't i didn't you don't cause any trouble it. you just i just did my thing yeah you didn't judge anyone yeah i didn't judge anybody i respected everybody and then they respected you. You know, and, and that carried on to my high school. Yeah, that, that's how I was in high school as yeah. well. I yeah, actually, I was actually, like, kind of a floater. And I had a bunch of different friend groups, but, like, I never really belonged in one place. That's the same thing with me, man. Like, I never really belonged in any place. Like, my high school friends right now, I don't really talk me neither. to. Like, you know, honestly, all my high school friends, my closest ones, they all went to Ivy League schools. Yep. That's not me. All like, I was always my, bad in school. Yeah. And I... Horrible Yeah, school. I was horrible, dude. <laughs> I was surprised I got into college. And I was like, oh, shit. I got in <laughs> into yeah. a photography program. And I was like, oh, damn, like... Crazy how shit just yeah. works out, you know? But I think just being true to yourself. Yeah. Being aware. Yeah.
All right, so it's uh, this is Earl here. I'm actually with my brother, Irvin. Irvin, say hi. What's up? I'm Irvin. Um, so that's my younger brother. Um, and we were actually just listening to um, parts of episode six. Uh, I had just recorded an intro with Calvin for episode seven. And uh, Irvin was expressing interest in being featured on the podcast. So why not do it right now um a really good concept um to think about uh he actually um told me this just now uh you want to tell him about deja vu and your multi multiverse yeah yeah, yeah, for sure so like i was thinking today look because i just got out of a like a sickness like i feel a lot better now but i had a lot of time to just like be in my 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 own head like not talk to anyone and stuff and uh i remember this morning as my brother was getting ready for work that like um i was in a moment in my room where i placed an, an object down which was my sweater and looked to my left and right and really felt like i had done all the things in that same order before like i put down a sweater yeah. i was like wearing um gray shorts you know like everything just seemed familiar like wow this this moment is is like you know familiar it's it's something that you realize in that moment like i think i've done this before you think you've done it before yeah in the past and if you're if you've already done something before in the past what does that tell you you know that you've you know that you've experienced that that you know that event before so like i'm looking up the the definition for deja vu and what it is is the feeling that the situation currently being experienced has already been experienced in the past in the past yeah uh-huh so if i'm already if i'm in the in the present day in the present time feeling that i've already done this before then d- would that mean that i'm experiencing something from beforehand or that i'm actually crossing it in the present time you're like cross- you're crossing the past with the present time, with the next decision of either sitting down or laying down on your bed or going... Yeah, just making that next decision. Making that next decision. Yeah. So it's crazy because I, I, I highly believe in like the theory of the multiverse and that we're just living in one version of an infinite amount of possibilities that could come about. And we're just kind of living our existence and our consciousness with the best that we can do you know so whenever i feel those deja vu moments i feel like i'm actually communicating in between these bubbles that we're supposed to be separated from at all times in a weird way like i feel like i'm experiencing two versions of my life whenever i'm going through this deja vu experience it's really crazy What was your biggest takeaway from Cambodia? It was like... Oh, man. Yeah. Biggest takeaway from Cambodia. It's like, what What? That, what was the biggest, like, realization you had or something? I think for me, it was... Um, well... Me as a person or as a photographer? Anything, you know? Like, like how about as a person? Um... I think uh, 
the world is so much bigger than what we know mm -hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. And being an American, like, it's... It's a bubble. It's, it's, okay. it's a bubble. And, and I'm kind of... I felt inadequate at times. Like, being an American and, like, just traveling. Like, the experience yeah. of traveling to another country. Yeah. Um, like, just going back to... Like, going to, like... Having a layover in a country like Shanghai, like China. Yeah. And then going to, like, another completely different world with yeah, a completely like different advanced a completely <laughs> different like way of living yeah. like I remember the night that we landed in Cambodia like we land we must have landed at like 10 at night yeah and uh, this this is after a 12 hour layover yeah um, so it was hot already like hot and I was like holy shit I am not home at all yeah you were uncomfortable I was, was like uncomfortable completely different like climate completely like... different climate I already felt the bugs yeah I already felt the mosquitoes and I'm like fuck like if 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 I get bit and like I contract I contract a virus or, like, I, like there, there was a bunch <laughs> you, of shit yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. I'm not in Kansas yeah. anymore that, that, that's I think that's yeah. what it yeah. boiled down to yeah. like in a nutshell like my main takeaway was you're not in fucking Kansas anymore yeah, you know, like, like, like you're not you, home. Mm -hmm. You're not you, you're not home. Yeah, you know, you're you're thousands of miles from. You're in a third world developing country. Yeah. Like, don't die. But like, that was. I think that was the. That might have been like just the initial fear and yeah. and, and uncertainty of like yeah. I don't know what to expect. You know, and, and before I left, that's what I was telling you. Yeah. I told you, like, like oh, yeah, I, I really don't know what don't to expect, expect man. Or... I just, I, I'm excited, I'm anxious. Yeah. No expectations, You know, like, yeah. I have no expectations, but, man, Cambodia was, like, gotta be one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. Um, yeah. Just because of the, for me, it was the people, man. Yeah. Like, Same with me, when I went to London, man. It was the, the people. people. Yeah. The people were so nice and so accommodating, so helpful, like, you know, even to Americans, you know, yeah. like, like we're so demanding of things, you know, yeah. like, I, and I see, I, I, I saw that firsthand, like how, yeah. how entitled Americans are, like feel, you know, mm -hmm. like, like we're entitled to certain luxuries and this and that, and we, we want our food and we want it, our food now, you know, like, like people in Cambodia are so like, they have so little, but yet in a way, they're less stressed out. They're yeah. they're they're Simpler. happier than than most Americans yeah. that I've seen. You know, like yeah. that most Americans that I that I run into in my daily life, like people stress the fuck out about things and 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 like they're getting sick and you know like they're not happy with their life. First world problems. First world fucking problems. <laughs> like oh my gosh, why does that matter? You know what yeah. I mean? Like is that, is that really a problem? Is that really a problem? How are you going to let that affect you? Like, like at, when you have people in Cambodia that are, that have next to nothing that live in the gutter, literally, like, you know. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. but yet, you know, like, hold on. There's yeah, a, no, there's like an accident on the freeway right now. Yeah, we're <laughs> actually doing this live right now. Yeah, guys. we're, we're driving on our way to a house event right now. You can listen to some music, but... Uh, We've been in traffic for like yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, so. we have been... We ran into some 
pretty bad traffic. Yeah. Actually. So we're gonna try to navigate our way. Have a little intermission right here. Enjoy <laughs> the music. <laughs> That, that was some fucking blue balls, bro. It was like, okay, if there's gonna be a traffic, <laughs> like, if, if there's gonna be that bad of a traffic cam where you have to close down four lanes on the 605 North, <laughs> it has to be something epic. Like, yeah, like three I mean, cars. I, I'm sorry, yeah. like, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, yeah. but like, if, if we're gonna wait, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that takes my mind somewhere else. Yeah. California culture. Yeah. We're into car chases, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like, like America, you it's know. It's America. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the news is always like. We're into car chases. Freaking news. We're into <laughs> shit that goes wrong, like. Yeah. You know, like. Oh man, America. See what I mean, like with America, like comparing to Cambodia, though. Yeah. You know, like. It's it's a different headspace. They approach life differently. Yeah. That's what it is, like, and you know. It's just the way that people approach life, you know, with America versus, you know, a third world country, yeah. you know, or even an, even another first world country yeah. like China. Yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, like, well, actually, something that I learned when I went overseas was like approaching your home country and city like you're a tourist. Yeah. Like it's like a foreign country. I find myself doing that all the time, and like it's so fun. Like when I drive and like I look at like the California landscape, like landscape and, you and think like about the coast and like the beach and yeah, like the yeah. amazing weather and everything. I'm like, imagine like being from like I don't know like. Imagine being from Cambodia. Cambodia coming here and coming seeing here that and, and experiencing that. Like that, some other world shit. What kind of? It's beautiful. What it's, kind of experience yeah. would that be? You know. And I actually, I sometimes put myself in those shoes so I can re-experience like life in a different lens, kind of. Yeah. And like appreciate it more from like another person's perspective. Yeah. I totally agree. Like yeah, and you know, I think um the main yeah, that was my main takeaway from Cambodia is just I I need to travel more. It yep. it, it, it cemented yeah. the fact that open the world for you. I just yeah. need to travel yeah. more, I just need to shoot different yeah. cultures and different um, And the photos you brought back showed that like your curiosity Amazing. and like yeah, the like, way that you documented it I shot everything. every single day with my little Fuji X100 yeah. and the, the photos are so beautifully honest and thanks man yeah I mean I, I shot unbiased uh, yeah that's what it is documentary style like, like real traditional amazing? like documentary style photography like where it's like you don't step in you don't intrude no. but you just capture and document I just, I just captured it and honestly like it's like that body of work was amazing because it, it goes back to uh, what we talk about with your tools, right? Like your actual physical tools that they inspire you to shoot yeah. and, and create. You know, you're getting the photos that no one else is getting. Yeah. You know, you had the camera in your hand that day. No one else did. That's the amazing thing about the photo about my the photos that I bring back. You know, like I, I presented them in such a way like, hey. I was, you know, I was the dude with the camera that day. Yeah. You know, and for and for a split second, my life aligned with these people. It's amazing, and you and you and you show showcasing them yeah. and their culture and who they are, yeah. and like painting, like painting a beautiful picture of them. You yeah, know? I mean the like the, the people, man, like that empower them. I, I had to get portraits yeah. of people, and that's why I. You, you, caught, know, you caught them so cheerful too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I really loved. Yeah, shout out to, uh, his name is Kyle, uh, local tuk-tuk driver in, uh, Seabream. <laughs> um, I met him, and, uh, he was, he was trying to sell me some, like, you know, like, <laughs> hey, like, do you want to tour temples? Like, where are you, what's, you know, what are you doing, you yeah. know? And I was like, oh no, like, we're already going to the temples already, it's, it's, it's okay, like, you know. <laughs> he's trying to be a little tour guide. Yeah, like, he's yeah. trying to be a tour guide. You know, he's doing his job. Hustle, you know? yeah, a bit, but yeah. this kid might have been like fucking like 21 years old, man. Like this guy was young. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, he asked me like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I said, "Oh, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm from California." And his face lit up. Like he was like, "Holy shit!" Like his yeah. like his face was, "Holy shit!" I met a dude from LA. From that part Wow You know what I mean Like yeah. we have a certain yeah. Look and feel yeah. and, and, and sound to us yeah. Like we don't know it As, yeah. as Southern Californians yeah. But we have an accent Yeah Of how we talk Like yeah dude You know Yeah bro, dude bro you know, like, 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 like No yeah yeah no Exactly <laughs> yeah. So this guy was tripping out And he was like I was like you know Like hey you, you've been helpful um, You know I'm, I'm a photographer From LA That's what I told him yeah. I'm a photographer from LA And um, you know I'm, I'm, I'm just walking around shooting the city I love Cambodia and I love your country I love you guys' country and he was like honestly like thankful he was like wow like that's that's awesome that you think our, our country is amazing yeah you know we, we we you know we chopped it up for like a few minutes sure that gratitude towards each other yeah and you know I was just like telling him like man I, I love it out here you know like I love the people you guys are so nice and I was like hey would you mind if I took your portrait and he goes and he, he his face lit up again and like his other tuk-tuk homies yeah. that were around him, yeah. you know, selling their whatever, yeah. like, hey, you want to write? Like, they were, like, la- they were talking to him in Cambodian, and yeah. they were, like, laughing, you know, yeah. like, almost as if, like, like, a rough translation would have been, like, oh, look at this guy, he's going to be famous, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, this photographer's yeah. taking a picture yeah. of him, you know, yeah. like, this just, American is taking a picture of yeah. him. Just talking on him. Like, <laughs> wants to, yeah. wants to, act, yeah. like, I was setting it up, yeah. too, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, maybe you can, like, just... You know, like put your hand, like put your hands on the on the handlebar, yeah, yeah, your tuk-tuk. Yeah. I was posing yeah. him, you know, like actually yeah. doing like a mini yeah. photo shoot, yeah. finding the light in his yeah. angle. Yeah. And that's something that these people don't see. Yeah. They don't experience that. They they come from Cambodia where you have to hustle and sell yeah. shit, and, and, and you don't you don't have the luxury of just you don't have the luxury. To, that's a luxury living, yeah. for them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm getting my picture taken. I'm nobody. Like, yeah. but as a photographer, you have that power to. Empower yeah. people. You that's know? what like, I love. And yeah. I like people like, like wow, like you are, you are you. Yeah, that, that's the one thing I love about taking pictures of people, and making them look you know? beautiful, and showing, showing how I see them, yeah. and like see, showing them in the best light, so, so they can see in the yeah, yeah, it's amazing, man. And and I got his his contact info. Yeah. You know, and sent uh, him the picture. I, I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, Dude. you know, like that that happens, like that happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Photographer and just documenting the world. My degree is like sweltering hot. In Cambodia? Foreigner. Oh shit. Yeah. Your film pictures are so much more raw. Yeah. It almost captures like the chaos of it. This was like down some random alleyway. Yeah. Like I was just exploring, like walking, like I was like mad blasted though. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Oh, oh, the pizza, yeah. the happy pizza. So, Wait, maybe, that, maybe that way explains why I was like, yeah, all shaking. That's it's crazy. Yeah. Like it captures that. You had like four slices, right? Like, I, yeah, I was. 
Dude. <laughs> this was, like, this is uh, Pub Street, so this is where, like, all the main, like, bars are at. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, oh, like, this is... this is where the fucking party scene is. Yeah, I-, I love how you captured that, like, like, there's silhouette, Temple, yeah, but also, there. like... It's like the red light yeah. district, almost. Yeah. Got another, like, just, like, the light. I like how it said pizza. Like yeah. in Cambodia. Yeah. Like oh, no. Pizza. Maybe you saw that because you were fucking faded <laughs> to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pub, Pub Street. Street. Yeah. This is like the main like thing. When you go to Seam Reap, this is like uh, when you want to party and drink. That's yeah. where you go to Pub Street. See, they have like these massage things. Oh, yeah. You just literally lay out and someone like these these girls right here. Yeah. And if you're lucky. Yeah. Some some of them might take you upstairs, and then it's like happy ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was available. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Duke Duke. That's how you got around. This one was a panning shot. That's what it. That was. That's yeah. what it was. Oh shit! I got that pretty crisp. Yeah, it's really really nice. You just what what film was this? Uh, Color Plus. Color Plus. 200, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I saw the, the red green, tones, yeah. the, I saw the, the green, green cross, cross yeah. Like, hmm. That reminds me of something. It reminds me of home. Yeah. So you took the picture. That's Duck. Cool. Rose Duck. Wow. It's like, it has a, like a glowy yeah. effect. Like that. Japanese tourists. Yeah. It's a, it's crazy seeing like other uh foreigners yeah like in like summer clothes you yeah. know like cuz you wouldn't normally see Japanese people with these clothes yeah. on but they they have it in Cambodia yeah. and we're dressed we're we're dressed in a similar way yeah like from from, from like LA and stuff yeah like this guy was from like London or like some European yeah. country so he dresses one way there's always these like Hin- Hindu was it Hindu or Buddhist like shrines, shrines yeah. everywhere like amongst all of the crazy like poverty and chaos, like you know like the the, the grunge of the city yeah. you see these like so take golden, care of it, yeah, like, yeah dude like people, people watch maintain that, that yeah. and like it's they respect it yeah. yeah girl yeah everyone has their own custom yeah like your moped is almost like you. Yeah, part of yeah. your character. Ooh. Yeah, I love all the street shots you got. Yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love all the different kinds this of the mopeds. Hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Flash went off. I was like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I have, like, a lot of those yeah. pictures. Dude, this I think it'd be is... cool to do a series yeah right because like, I have a lot of those too oh it's kind of like the green it's kind of yeah <laughs> it's actually nice I like that this was our hotel fucking beautiful dude wow it's like paradise yeah, dude what we had this shit all to ourselves like yeah they rented out the whole hotel the huh? whole thing so I had access to this pool for like seven days <laughs> on the plane yeah on the plane this was going this is when I was going to uh, Cambodia, to Cambodia yeah Oh, and they're packing all this oh, shit. shit. Right after the wedding, they're packing. Yeah. Memory cards. Can I make sure? It's funny. Traveling, <laughs> with, traveling with these two, yeah. it's a fucking trip, dude. Yeah. Especially this guy. Yeah. 
it's <laughs> I'm like let me see how how his rigid personality 